Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and today is going to be a little bit different podcast episode. Typically on this show, we highlight chefs and restaurants with three or four locations max, and normally none outside of Omaha. But today's Features Restaurant has more than 30 locations in five states, and we are making an exception for Pepper Jack's Grill which has become a regional powerhouse after opening its first location in Omaha in 2002. This is a type of success story our city should be proud of. And to celebrate its achievement, I'm chatting with Pepper Jack's COO, Aaron Palladino, today. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It is my genuine pleasure to have you here today. So part of the reason that you are here is that Pepper Jack's is celebrating its 20th anniversary in November, which is incredible staying power for a restaurant. And almost as miraculously, you have been with the company for 17 years. So I'm not sure there are many better representatives to speak on Pepper Jack's behalf and to celebrate this achievement. 20 years. That is no joke. In your mind, what is it about Pepper Jack's that has allowed it to have just incredible staying power? You know, I think one of the coolest things about Pepper Jack's is the grilling fresh aspect of it. I think the transparency we bring to our concept and to our guests and like that total fluctuation of menus and what they would like to have is kind of what has kept us around. There's a lot of ways to do Pepper Jack's and it's really at the guest helm of what they'd like to make of it. So getting, I definitely want to get into that evolution of it. And I think that you said some really interesting things there that I want to hit on, but Pepper Jack started and kind of planted its flag with the Philly sandwich. I, I don't know if I want to call it the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, we'll call it Philly cheesesteak. I, I love Phillies. I think that's one of the most delicious sandwiches out there. But now, and I would say especially at Pepper Jack's inception, there were not a lot of places that are offering Phillies, specifically not at a fast casual type of um, scale what was it about that sandwich? At least I know that you weren't there at the very beginning, but from what you understand, what was it about that sandwich that made Pepper Jack's just want to plant its flag and say, the Philly, that's what we're going to build this entire business on? 
So it really came from the founder in back in the early days. It was the one item that he was not finding really anywhere. At the time, Quick Casual was sort of coming around. There was the places like Chipotle, et cetera, out in Colorado. And the one thing they weren't doing was grilling. And so he decided that that was going to be the thing we were going to go all in on. And so he sort of meshed the Philly with the grill. And then we have our own unique seasoning that we've been using since day one. And that's been the thing that's sort of stuck for everybody. The thing that I love about it is you see Phillies so often, obviously in Philadelphia, but really it's kind of a an East Coast thing. What Pepper Jacks has done is it has been able to introduce this sandwich and this concept to so much more of America, and especially in the Midwest where we don't have a lot of options to get it. How exciting is it to be able to kind of unleash a new product and a new idea on just this whole swath of the country that might not experience it otherwise? We love it. And I think you said it perfectly. It's like the Midwest take for us. So we really did take an East Coast staple and sort of made it our own way. And it has had a wide reception to a lot of popularity. I think there's been guests that have been like, oh, I'm not really like a Philly cheesesteak person. And then once you kind of get the flavor in your mouth and the experience, um, I think they can connect with it. And so it has been the brand staple that we have grown on. It's the thing that's kind of made us famous. And, um, you know, I think with just the loyalty of our guests and what we've been doing over the last 20 years, it sort of shows um, that it's here to stay. And it's that something that people in the Midwest truly want. Uh, obviously, you're in leadership now, but you started off like working in Pepper Jacks yes. as a cashier. You were on the line. Do you remember like some of those experiences, especially near Pepper Jack's inception when people are trying Phillies for the first time or, or like you just said, you brought up the example. Some people are like, well, I don't know if I like a Philly. Do you remember like some interactions you had with customers of them trying it for the first time being like, oh, that's what this is. Yes. You know that. And then like just the flavor, a lot of them just didn't know what to expect. And I think, you know, four slices of super melty cheese on a really nice bun with freshly grilled meat, it's kind of hard to go wrong. And we really do try to make it as authentic to what a Philadelphia East coast person might want. So like we even take the time to get our bread directly from a family owned bakery out East and get it shipped to us. And so we do a lot of things that way. And then just kind of put, our own spin on it. And when I started as a part-time crew member, I think the whole grill interaction for us was really what kind of sold people and it like gets you hooked. And then it's just the flavor from there and sort of making it your own where you can branch off from that sandwich to the rice bowl um, or any of the other entrees. It just, it's been working for us. In your opinion, what is the value of having that just the whole grilling process. It's so transparent. Everything happens right in front of you as a customer. You order and then you get to see your meat and your vegetables get cooked right in front of you. And you get to choose, um, you know, from your different toppings, your different other vegetables, sauces, things like that. What What's the value to having everything just laid out in front of the customer like that? It's, it puts them in control, right? They don't get an order and then we bring something to the table later and they're like, oh, that's what that is. Or like, that's not what I was expecting. They get to see it. They get a pick from it. We can explain things live in the moment. And so I think the grill makes it a lot of fun. It's probably our greatest asset. And then also probably our greatest vulnerability, right? Like with 
people because that's the part of our entire lineup is we have to have staff to make like the show work for us and so um, it's a fine balancing act but we've done a lot of work from like prototype standpoints where we tried to go away from the open grill and our guests were very nice in telling us immediately that that is not what they're looking for and so we actually spent the last couple of years really modifying our operations um, growing it to where we can be transparent in the grill up front and then also through the drive through so like if you come and decide not to come inside but we're going to serve you outside or to go it's still that fresh grilled experience no matter which direction you're coming from what what modifications did you make? So um, the pandemic really pushed us into getting into the digital world. Uh, prior to COVID, it sounds crazy, but we were 80% dine-in and 20% takeout. We did not have online ordering. We did not have an app. Um, and we only had a handful of drive throughs And so we have kind of found that, you know, the pandemic changed a lot of people's habits. And so there is a demand to have the in-store guests as well as the ones looking for convenience. And so we've started setting up our locations that allow us to serve and grill for the guests in all ways that they're asking for it. Mm -hmm. And we focus primarily on the Philly itself so far, but obviously Pepper Jacks has grown so far beyond that. Now you've got the burritos, you've got the rice bowls, Mm -hmm. you've got the salads, you've got the nachos, you've got the fry baskets. I mean, there's just such a level of customization at Pepper Jacks. I mean, I think you can literally get thousands of different entree options if you want to. Um, what is the value in having just a seemingly endless array of choices for a customer when they step up to that counter? Hopefully it's that they never get bored and they try something new. We always have the creature of habit guess that it's like the thing they ordered from day one and it's their comfort and they're going to get it every time. But we really do have a method and a way that they can try something different, whether it's throwing on one of the sauces or one of the different dressings. Um, fireball is super popular if you like it spicy. you got to fireball <laughs> yes. it, yes. you got to grill it up in some jalapeno juice. Um, but I we like having the guest in control. It makes it easy on the staff to not have to memorize endless recipes. Um, I think the greatest challenge for us is just making sure the guests actually know all of the toppings that we have, all of the sauces, and that it's fun to just mix it up and try something new. Well, I think that's part of what was so fun about the How Do You Philly contest that uh, Pepper Jacks ran uh, this fall, primarily in October, is that it kind of allowed every customer to like showcase their custom order. And honestly, like it kind of opened my eyes to some things and I was like why have I not been doing that (laughs) with my affiliate pepper jack so that was kind of fun um something really interesting so I was doing some research in preparation for this podcast and I found a review from the St. Cloud Times in Minnesota they did a review on pepper jacks and and they raved about the food but the number one takeaway they had the thing that they led the article off with was that Pepper Jack's offered enough variety to thrill everyone in the dining party that you could come and if somebody's watching their weight and they want a salad, boom, perfect. If somebody wants to try a Philly for the first time, boom, perfect. If if they have no interest in a Philly, okay, you've got four other options. How did that just ability to cater to everyone and please everyone factor into Pepper Jack's thinking to expand the menu just beyond the Philly cheesesteak? 
it's that concept of the veto vote. So you could have a group of eight, and if there's someone with a dietary restriction, doesn't eat meat, only wants shrimp, or is vegetarian even, that will be the one person that will take your whole party away. And so we try really hard to sort of have that perfect mix where there's a little bit of something for everybody to avoid that happening. Because when you get in large groups, everyone knows it's so difficult to make a decision, right? It's like, oh, I don't really want that, or oh, that sounds good, but I just had it yesterday sort of thing. Um, It helps to be able to offer a menu arrangement like that and really let them choose everything along the way because then you don't get that veto vote and the party's more likely to come. And that's kind of what we want to be is just a place for, you know, your friend group, your work group, hangouts, parties, um, you know, special occasions. It's just trying to be that comfort place where like everybody is welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to focus on the steak specifically. And Pepper Jack's offers all kinds of different proteins. You mentioned the shrimp. There's also chicken, sausage, pork, and vegetarian options. But the steak, I think, is is the most amazing thing. (laughs) Because this is the only restaurant that I've seen that cooks this protein right in front of customers and just does it in a matter of seconds. How does that quick cooking process work? You know, our founder gets the credit for that. Um, He actually helped invented it, um, patented it, pioneered it. And so he, that's that whole idea of like nobody else around us is actually cooking. How can we make this happen? And so this whole idea came about of finding a product. It's called Breakaway. It's designed to actually cook in less than a minute for us. And it's what keeps our line functioning when you can take something from its raw state to fully cooked and that amount of time, the freshness, the quality, and then just the speed of service just sort of hits on all elements. And it's been a huge winner for us. And we're Midwest, so people love their steak. And it is definitely one of our most popular proteins. It was really fun going back and doing the research and kind of reading about just the story of how Gary, is it Rower? Rower. Gar- Gary Rower just came up with, you know, th- this concept. And he, he was in the restaurant industry and then developed this product called Steakies. It's eventually become Gary's Quick Steak. I mean, it's really kind of just a wild like thing to center a concept around, but it's so cool to see how it's for- it's grown from this tiny little idea, this little product that he made and it's blossomed into a chain that is spreading across the entire Midwest. Is there anything about that story that that you want to highlight? I think you sort of summed it up. It was a small idea that just kind of spun off and worked for us, and it's been one of the most common staples. We, you know, we've added some things, but steak is the one thing we've never changed and we're never going to, and I think when you marry any of our proteins with the seasoning, um, it just hits really well. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that there's such a value to having that transparency. And we talked about this a little bit already, but I just want to hit on it again. Like that nothing is hidden behind a wall. Like if I go to Pepper Jack's and I order uh, a steak Philly, fireball style, whatever, I see everything. I see the meat, where it comes from. I see it put on the grill. I see how it's cooked. I see that it's, you know, it has the proper amount of jalapeno juice that gets squirted on there. And I can follow it all the way down the line. Is that something that you found that customers really value? That there's there's nothing hidden. You know, you don't have to worry about. I don't know where this meat came from. You don't have to worry about. I don't know what's going on beyond the behind the wall. Like if my food's getting dropped on the ground or anything. But everything is right 
there. Yes. Within full view of the customer from the moment they order it to the moment they pick it up and take it to their table, take it to go, whatever it might be. Have, what kind of feedback have you gotten from customers about how important that is? You know, I think they tell us it makes pepper jacks. So we have tried some prototypes and there's a handful out there where we do have the closed kitchen and we hear about it from guests, especially if they've been to the one that's transparent. They'll tell us things like your food tastes different and we are doing physically nothing different, but they can't see it. Really? And so, yes. And wow. so I think that they just really value that complete control from us you know and if they see us put down some onions and they want a little more they'll let us know and so you know we're happy to do that for them and I just it's something that they have demanded from us and so we have spent a great deal of time kind of uh looking for a brand refresh we have a new look coming out um that's updated and so we're going through the process of getting our stores remodeled on this but the one thing that will not change is that line transparency they just there's something about it that those that love it really love Love it, and they'll accept nothing else from us. Can you can we drop any teasers on the brand refresh, or do we need to keep that under wraps I mean, right now? I mean, no, we've started already here in Omaha. So Omaha, obviously, is our home and our hub. It's where we started 20 years ago, and so um, they'll be the first to kind of go through it. And we've already started opening some locations under the updated logo. Our newest prototype just opened on 144th and I-80, and that is the one that like we're resting our hat on. It has the front line for the transparent guests up front, and then we literally duplicated our line in the back for the drive-through so the drive-through guest is getting the same flow and function as the person up front but it's what's allowing us to sort of serve all of the guests in all ways so we can handle the third party we can handle the app the drive-through and that in-store guest and everybody can choose to get pepper jacks the way they want to get it what's what is pepper jacks the way you want to get it what's your go-to order oh man okay so for the longest time i was like a steak philly and mushroom gravy person like this time of year especially getting that mushroom gravy which is just you know gravy with mushrooms and our little bit of our seasoning in it just gives it that home style like feel stick to your ribs yeah Yeah, get you ready for that midwest winter yes (laughs) and like even an afternoon nap um i also really gravitate towards our chicken rice bowl um you can put a little asian flair with our sweet Asian sauce and so that's kind of been the thing I've been doing a lot is the fireball because I love spice in my life and then that sweet Asian just gives it that little bit of like sweetness to it um it's got like a teriyaki flavor and it's just kind of like a new spin on the pepper jacks flavor and so I've been I think consuming way more than I need to in that category (laughs) but hey 17 years in and I still eat it I think that says a lot that's pretty impressive yes uh so I am Really, really fascinated to get into your background here because I think it's going to be really interesting. But before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to one of my awesome sponsors, and that is Lone Tree Foods. How, dear listener, would you like to order the same ingredients that chefs are using at your favorite restaurants? That's exactly what Lone Tree Foods allows you to do. Nebraska's local food distributor is where many restaurants get their produce, meats, mushrooms, oils, and more. It connects small farms and food producers to restaurants, stores, schools, and you. That's right. All these awesome ingredients are available to you. I had never used microgreens in any of my cooking before encountering Lone Tree Foods, but now my wife and I have been incorporating this spicy mix of greens from Robinette Farms, and it just takes a pop of flavor, brings things right to the next level. I highly encourage you to check this place out. Visit LoneTreeFoods.com to start purchasing restaurant-quality ingredients and upping your cooking game today. And now, 
back to my guest. So let's get into those 17 years. So Pepper Jacks opened its first location in Omaha in 2002. You joined the team in 2005. I guess from a whole scale perspective, before we get too far into the past, I'm just curious, in what ways have you seen it grown most during that 17-year span? I would say in sizes of locations and just expanding into the surrounding states has probably been the coolest. So when I started, um, I think we had four total locations or opening the fifth. And then I've actually helped open number six on, which has been pretty cool. And then, you know, the added proteins was a big win for our guests. That's when we brought in like the spicy sausage and the pulled pork and having two new proteins was a lot of fun. Um, And then really the majority of it came in just kind of that pandemic world with getting the app and online ordering, you know, that was like what saved us when you're a dine-in only concept and the pandemic hits and dining room shut down. It's like, what do we do because we serve guests in person? And so that really made us move quickly and we were able to sort of get a whole new register and POS system, um, online ordering in an app out in just a short matter of months. We trained them all on the fly and it kept us going through it. And so now it's finding ways to be really guest centric while also being able to handle all of these new channels because it's not necessarily more staff, it's just more ways to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you started part-time at Pepper Jack's. Why did you start working there? What drew you to it? So I was a part-time, like, so I was going to college actually to be a teacher. And my sister had worked at um, our third location and I needed a part-time job to pay for it. So she's like, hey, Pepper Jack's is pretty cool. Come over. And so I did. I applied and got hired. And um, my, the owner at the time was like, hey, you have a lot of leadership skills. You should quit college and work for us full time. That's a bold <laughs> statement. Wow. Yes. And, um, you know, I like laughed it off for a while and like, it was kind of a persistent, like, Hey, I think you would do really well here. We can make you a general manager, etc." And so, um, I ended up taking that bait and I lined up my schedule to mimic my school schedule. So my parents didn't know. And then waited until I had worked long enough to be insured before I let them know because I knew that was going to be dad's first question is like, what are you going to do about insurance? And so at the time, they were very not happy with that decision. And I mean, now they're fine with it and they understood it. But at the time, I think it was just very scary for them. But it was all just happenstance. I was not looking for a restaurant life gig and Pepper Jack's just really kind of sucked me in. And I've been along for this ride ever since. Well, okay, what was it about Pepper Jacks that sucked you in? Because, clear, I mean, that is a huge step to to leave school and say, I'm committing to this thing that used to be a part-time job. Like, there must have been something about that opportunity that, that just, like, almost punched you in the face and was like, if I don't capitalize on this, I'm really going to be missing out. What was that? It was the people. I Our team was so much fun that like it's work friends. And so it was like when you realize you enjoy going to work and like the people you're surrounded by, it was easier to want to spend more time. And so I think that's kind of the thing about us too, is that we try to hire like people and create this really cool culture of like having fun together. And everything we do is team oriented. So you're never just isolated off doing whatever. You can switch up your day 
every day. And like, that's the cool thing. I don't think I've had the same day twice since I've even started just through all the people and the restaurant happenings. Um, it's a crazy world to be in. It's definitely not for everybody, but, um, our company just has this platform for like advancement opportunities. And the fact we want to grow and we want to expand that there really is a spot for anybody if they work hard and they enjoy people. If you don't, it's not going to work out But because people is really the bread and butter for us, but I've loved it. Do you ever throw that back in mom and dad's face now? I try not to because... <laughs> You're <laughs> a better have, person than yes, I am. Yes, we might have had some awkward Christmases for a while, like what are you doing with your life? Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a part-time crew member and I sit here today as a chief operating officer. Like that's a pretty cool rise and I'm really proud of it. So you from... The time when you started working, within six months, you were promoted to general manager, and you talked about how you had a conversation with someone at Pepper Jacks who was like, hey, you should leave school and and come here. Like, not only is that a big step on your part, that's a big step on their part yes. to commit to someone that early. What skills did you showcase early on that allowed you to ascend so quickly and really stand out to the leadership of Pepper Jacks? Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I knew I was doing it. I love helping people and I like to make decisions. Like I don't like the, you know, impasse where you're kind of midstream and it's like almost no decision is worse than a decision, even if it's a bad decision. And so I just really like to put myself out there. And that's really all I did is I worked hard. I think everybody does that at their job. Um, but like, I love guest interaction. I love people. And I don't know if it's my dad, maybe I should thank him now. Um, he's a great leader and has been a manager most of his life that I kind of think I got some things from him, but I just put myself out there. I don't really, there was nothing special. I think right timing and everything just worked out in a really beautiful way for myself. Mm. When did you see Pepper Jacks take off from this, you know, kind of cute little fast casual joint in Omaha that we were enjoying to this is going to be like a thing in the Midwest and potentially, you know, we're in the Midwest now, potentially nationwide, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future looks like. But when did you start to see that shift from this is just kind of a, you know, neighborhood joint to this is growing into something like big? You know, our founder always talk to us about that vision that we were going to grow, we were going to sell, we were going to become like a nationwide thing. And like, I believed in it. I still do like Pepper Jacks. It was ahead of its time with the whole cooking in front of you, um, taking the level up and the transparency of like the assembly line. And I just think it's still, you don't come across it that often, especially with like the mix of menus that we have, um, that I just, we're going to get there. And like, we've had some ownership changes and the owner that we have now, you know, we're back home in Nebraska. We're real Nebraska based and we're finally getting our prototype and our refresh off the ground that it just almost feels like we're coming into this really exciting new chapter of like almost out of adolescence and into the teenage years or whatever. We are just continuing to evolve and I think that's necessary for restaurants and something that is definitely keeping us going. Totally open-ended question here. This could be from your early days, first starting, working on the line to being in leadership but like what what is your just favorite Pepper Jack story? Like when you think about your favorite days of working on the job, like what are the first few that or maybe just the top one that pops to your mind? You know, honestly, okay, so it's always our store opens. I have been a part of a lot of them and we do it fast. Like it is you are hired, we go through an orientation day, we give you four to five days of training. 
one VIP day. So with every store open we do, we serve for free for one day to allow the guest interaction with our staff so they can shake out the bugs. It's free food in exchange for charities. So we've raised a lot of money for different charities over the year. But it's seeing that cycle of they know nothing into they're just cooking for hundreds of people in a week. It's just so cool to see even the most introvert, quiet, I'm never going to get this staff member to, into just nailing execution. It's so fun to see it all come together so quickly. And I think every store open on day three, our training team's like, we're never going to get there. Like, we're not going to be able to open. And we have said it almost every time. And then VIP day hits and we're like, what were we worried about? And so it's getting all of that like growth within people and getting them to kind of blossom into a pepper jacks individual in a week's time it's it's crazy that is an incredibly quick training process what does that program entail how do you get people ready to execute that fast we just break it up into shifts we have everyone sign up for as many as they think that they want they have to go through at least five um we have an amazing set of like veterans like i like the amount of longevity we have in our company for some is like really cool i'm 17 years in and i think we probably have 10 people that are in that 10 to 15 range so i've been around with them for a long time and oh basically all credit to them um but we the trainers just take everyone through it we make everyone comfortable we get them their repetition and it's kind of like you have to like right there's no one that could hide there's no one that could shy away from it and then we cross train so you might not love the grill but you're going to know how to do it in case someone calls out that day but people will find the pockets of where they're really comfortable in and then we just kind of schedule accordingly what's the value I guess you just said a little bit but I want to get into a little bit more what's the value of cross training what's making sure beyond saying oh you know Fred called in sick today we need somebody to work on the grill What's the value in having everybody who's working a shift be able to step into any position at any given time? I mean, it's huge, right? So people are our greatest asset and they're also our biggest challenge into making like staffing is hard for everyone and it kind of has been for the last couple of years. And so getting to cross train people helps them get more hours. It helps us staff in our off peak where someone can really do something all the way down the line and we don't have to keep a full staff on when we have lower sales volume. And then it just kind of helps for breaks and like rotations. Like it's a hard day if you're going to grill for five hours straight. So if you can have someone step on for 20 minutes and give you a break, that's sort of a big deal. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that one of the things that drew you to Pepper Jacks at the beginning was the people and it was the culture and it was that tight knit team. You just loved going to work every day. I think that's one of those things that easy is not the right word, but it's easier to create when you only have a few locations. How do you keep that culture and keep that ethos as you continue to expand you know, now we're talking about 40 locations in six different states. How do you transfer that and make sure that even as you're growing, you're able to scale everything up while maintaining that culture that made things so special originally? That goes back to those trainers. So we take our veterans, like the best of the best, the people we want to duplicate, and we get them involved in like the next store open. So some of us have traveled to multi-states, uh, multi-locations, and um, we sort of use their knowledge and their skill set to transfer it to like what we call like the next generation of Pepper Jacks. It is not an easy feat. We've definitely stumbled. You know, we have some that 
maybe aren't performing as good as others, but we just try to do our best. And like, we are, we have to be in the people business of even just managing individual people. And that gets very difficult, but if you can't, or we're not about that, then we're really not a thing. And so we just invest heavily in them. Mm -hmm. Hey listeners. So Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away and, and this is the giving season. This is when everything is about food. It's about family. It's about coming together and, I really can't think of a better way to come together and enjoy great food than with certified Piedmontese. Just the the quality, the selection of the meats that you can get from certified Piedmontese, whether you're shopping online or you're stopping at the Mercado in Lincoln, you cannot top the selection and just the the amount of things that you can get from certified Piedmontese, whether it's beef, whether it's pork, whether it's chicken, uh, bacon. I mean, there are so many different options and when you use uh my code hoppen h-o-p-p-e-n that's my last name online you get 25 percent off your order as you're gathering with your family this holiday season make sure you do it with certified piedmontese and now back to my guest okay i'm fascinated now what is the history of the cheese sauce like 2014 Okay, you are ready for this. Let's go. All right, I got this. So um, we did a survey. We were just on that. We felt like, you know, we'd been around for a handful of years. We wanted to figure out LTOs or what's the next exciting thing a guest wants to see from us. And we just put out tons of surveys. And I think out of a thousand, cheese sauce was like 86%. (laughs) The ingredient listed that we did not have. And so we brought it in. So like, okay, so... What's the process? You, you you get the feedback. You say, okay, we need a cheese sauce. Yep. Like, what what's the process between determining cheese sauce is happening to cheese sauce is actually on the line and customers are able to have it? We went to some experts, right? So we are not, like, we're cooks and we will make food, but we're not necessarily the palate people and the chefs. And so we partnered with some and had them start doing some ideation and working off of ingredients and mixtures that worked well with our food. You can't just slap any ingredient into anything and say it's going to taste good. Once it's all combined, what is that end result? And so we relied heavily on them and that's how we came up with the first one so we just started with the cheddar and then it was around 2016 or 17 we actually introduced a little bit spicier version because that was the feedback oh I like it but I wish it had more spice and then that's where the pepper jack version of the cheese sauce came in and so today we carry both and it's kind of whatever the guest likes um, both equally as popular we've done some things being like can we narrow ourselves back down to one and through guest feedback no it's like a 50 50 split of what people like I think that's so great that you're active, not even actively, proactively going out to guests and saying, what do you want from us? What can we do to make your experience better? And then not only getting that information, but acting on it and continuing to act on it and listening and hearing them say, oh, yeah, thanks for making us a cheese sauce. Now give us a spicy one. You're like, sure, (laughs) we'll do that, too. Are there any other big examples of things like that where you heard something And it doesn't even have to be that overwhelming, like 86%, but other things that came up where you're just like, you know what, that is a good idea. And it's made a big impact now that you've implemented it to the menu or maybe the ordering process, whatever it might be. 
So we've done some mistakes, like take shrimp away because it wasn't that big of a mover, <laughs> and then found out that that's where that veto vote came in. So like we brought some stuff back. Um, the small size Philly, so I guess the little nugget that not many know is we're about to introduce for the first time like a lunch combo where a guest can get the small size Philly fries and a drink at the adult side not just the kids menu um so kind of trying to find some of that lighter fare that's where like the protein bowl came from is everyone's like hey how do I skip the carbs and we're like okay that should be a thing versus saying like no bun that sounds like bad um so we even brought out the protein bowl for that reason of just like high protein beans the veggies and then no carbs for guests it's just you got to kind of adapt. And like, I think that's a cool thing is even if we don't like roll it out as a company, our guests are finding ways to make what they want that exact way. And so it's kind of cool that they have the freedom to do it. Absolutely. So you've seen so much change and evolve at Pepper Jack's during your time there. And I'm sure even more from your time when your sister was working there, when you were just a customer. When you look at the future, and this this is such an open-ended question, you could take this in so many different directions, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. What do you see for Pepper Jacks, whether that's the next couple years, whether it's the next decade, whatever it might be, like, what do you see as Pepper Jacks' future? Yeah, so we're going to continue to grow now that we found this prototype. Um, our goal is to really get all of our existing locations sort of refreshed and into the new look. And then we're going to keep expanding. Um, we call it like the cluster effect. So one of the ways we can be super impactful with our operations and our store oversight is that we're not going to grow randomly where it's really hard to get to that location because it's super far away. Um, so kind of the next wave of our growth is going to be like the smaller markets on the outside of Omaha, like a Fremont type thing. Um, you know, Hastings, Norfolk, what have you, and kind of keep our expansion that way. And then I really do believe franchising will probably be in our mix at some point. We do get a lot of requests for it, but it's always in like states that are crazy far away. And we're not quite ready to roll that out. But I do see that being a model that kind of helps us get to a lot of different states. Mm -hmm. Just continue to show people the brilliance of the cheesesteak. Yes, grilling our way to greatness is what we like to say. <laughs> that sounds like something that you've repeated once or twice. Couple you times. might know that line pretty well. Yep. All right, before I get you out of here, there are two questions that I like to ask just about every guest who comes on the show. I, th- I think that they're fascinating. I think that you're going to provide some really interesting insight. First one is, what is one thing that customers or diners don't know about the restaurant industry that you wish that they did? I wish that they knew 95% of the time, if you bring the situation directly to the management, they're going to take care of you. Um, There's this weird vibe out there. I've noticed that they'll go everywhere but the store for like assistance and we would have remade it on the spot or we would have refunded you on the spot, what have you. I think not skipping that level to let us get that one-on-one Um, interaction, feedback, apology, you know, mistakes happen. They're never intentional. Um, But I always think, and personally for me, the first stop is always in store. People are the hardest thing to manage. You know, we're not in control of every single thing our staff member does, but when it's wrong, we're going to make it right for the guest. I think it's kind of hard sometimes because um, it's like an assumption of ill intent when it's just really a mistake, like we forgot your onions sort of vibe. We're going to make this right for you. It's a-okay. And to get you out of here on a positive note, what is your favorite part about being a part of the restaurant industry? 
Oh, it, I think I already said it. It's you will never live the same day twice. It's so much fun. It's different every single day. And people are awesome. Like I think technology has all of the place in the world, but I think when it comes to restaurants, you're always going to have to have people. And I, we've seen all walks of life. We have seen some of the coolest stories of people rising from nothing into significant roles, getting their opportunity to go on, you know, as we're like their stepping ground through school to get to their profession. Like there's just so many different channels that you come into play with, with people that it's never dull it's a lot of fun and like it's kind of where you realize that like people are good in nature like there's just always good ones around you might remember the polarizing people but the majority are awesome you are definitely right in that no two days are the same and every once in a while one of those days might uh include coming on a dopey podcast like this one <laughs> and, and talking about food oh, for, a lot of fun. for 50 minutes but thank you so much Aaron for taking the time this was really my pleasure I've been a long-term fan of pepper jacks really going back to almost the very beginning i mean we would go after uh church on sundays all the time you know we had a con- consistent rotation of restaurants and pepper jacks was always pretty thoroughly in that so to get an opportunity to learn more about it and to get a chance to meet you is is really a blessing so thank you yeah no thank you we appreciate it obviously your loyalty um and excitement for the brand is awesome and it was just a lot of fun to be here my pleasure Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.